0: Hello there EastEnders fans, welcome to Albert Square After Dark, your new EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes of EastEnders that were broadcast on the BBC between the 3rd and the 6th of April 2023. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This is the start of a brand new podcasting journey for both you and me. I hope you enjoy it as much as I hope I enjoy it. Uh, My name's Rob and joining me on this new podcasting journey is Ree. Hello Ree. how are you? Hey, Rob. I'm good, thanks. Thought you'd forgot about me then. Oh, sorry. Was I going on too much? Did yeah, you,
1: you were great. Going... Well, you were up. saying it was your new journey. It's our new yeah. journey, but it's oh, okay. That's... It's
0: all right. That's quite right, actually. No, you're quite right to pull me up on that. Well, no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just the driver, and you're the co-driver. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm I was wondering what the difference
0: is between a host and a co-host. Like we're basically both doing the same job, aren't we? Except I get to press more buttons on my side. That's about it, really. Isn't it? Yeah,
1: except um, I'm just... just letting you take the lead because you Let are me the tell professional. You
0: let me tell you i am discovering i when i used to do warford weekly uh, i used to turn i used to do your job which basically was to turn up discuss these tenders for a couple of hours and then go away again and not think about it until it appeared on the internet i didn't realize quite how much i need to be doing i need to be doing uh, editing thumbnails links yeah. social media pages sounds
1: like you need Nine. to say a couple of thank yous to alex yeah. really <laughs>
0: Let's not, go, let's not go crazy, <laughs> eh? um, <laughs> I know he's watching as well. Hello, Alex. Uh, Hi, right Alex. then, shall we get started and discuss this week's EastEnders on the first day of our new podcast journey? Let's do it. Let's talk Enders. So, we shall begin this week's discussion by discussing the Freddie storyline. Now, Freddie uh, starts the week by getting a date with Jesse. Uh, Jessie. Who she he meets Jesse uh, when he's working at the fish and chip shop because Jesse overhears him discussing uh, his feet and the fact that he's getting lots of money from it and then immediately walks up to him and says, "Yeah, I like feet. I'll meet you in the Vic nine o'clock." I'm not being funny, Ray. If I was Freddie, I'd be uh, me and my feet would be running right down the street from a woman like that. I don't know. Is that the way to ask someone for a date these days? Is this how the youth are doing it? I. Do you know what, Rob? I'm not that young anymore either. Maybe this no.
1: is the norm. I thought they'd do it all on apps. Maybe she should specifically find him on the foot app that he's that on. Sound
0: like, uh, she sound like she did. Yeah, it
1: wasn't it was like a bit she, weird, didn't
0: it? it sounded like Jessie was quite was quite play no, like, no, no, okay with his feet.
1: She said no, she overheard them talking about his feet and then she yeah. like, show your feet, like feet then. I like
0: feet. Yeah. Oh feet. Yeah, oh yeah, feet, weird. feet.
1: That's my thing. That's my thing, is it?
0: Is it weird thing to do? Weird
1: hey, look, do. you've discussed this. Some people do like feet. Maybe Chip Shop Jess likes feet. Okay, let's right. not
0: judge. Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Exactly. Oh, I like having my ear nibbled. Maybe some people think that's weird. What can you say? Anyway, I think um, okay. <laughs> nothing wrong with having your ear Maybe a bit too. too all
1: right. right, yeah, but maybe a no, bit too much information that. for. It's all nothing. right, well, it is after dark now. You know yeah, exactly. It's after dark. This is the kind. Of, this okay. is the kind
0: of thing that we can do. We can discuss all mm-hmm. the things that we like sexually. That's yeah. apparently. The, yeah. Anyway, from I shan't. Uh, I'm a prude. You are, aren't you? Just just not into all that kind of thing, apart from the odd thing. Right, so, um, Freddie has, however, (laughs) Freddie has, however, double booked himself because he also met a girl called, uh, well, he's called Bookshop Becca. Uh, So he had arranged to meet both Bookshop Becca and uh, Feet Jessie, which I'm going to call her, Um, and arranged to meet them both at the Vic. Now, he doesn't realise this until, you know, a couple of hours before his actual date. Uh, goes there uh, with the encouragement of Stacy, Gene, and, and the Slaters, who all also kind of congregate en masse to kind of watch this unfurl. Uh, and predictably, it doesn't go well. He uh, basically messes both dates up and gets them confused. And Gene makes a comment and says, oh, he's not all there, is he, our Freddy? not all there. And Freddy gets really, really upset by this. Um, and then there's a nice scene, I thought, a nice scene between Freddy and Gene where they sort of discuss, like, uh, how Freddie feels, and we'd learn that uh, Freddie had a teacher when he was at school that used to pick on him and bully him. Now, I had a bully teacher, Brie. I don't know about you. I had a bully teacher. Yeah.
1: I had one, Mrs. yeah.
0: Uh, Mrs. Kirk, mine was called. She was old. <sighs> she's dead. I hope she's dead now. She was... <gasps>
1: right.
0: Mean, right. She was horrible. She was absolutely horrible. All
1: right, if but, she, if
0: you know. She, if she, if she, no, if she is dead, I hope the old witch went slowly. So... Um... <laughs>
1: Okay. And this is why it's after dark. Evil. My goodness. Okay, Evil yeah. Woman. yeah. Evil woman. To be um, fair, I mine were called Mr. Tag, and yeah, I wouldn't be that fussy if he were a brother, to be fair. Mr. It's Tag. Me. Mr. Tag. T-A-G-G.
0: Tag him around the head about you. Yes. Yeah. So if you're listening, Mr. Tag and Mrs. Kirk, go to hell. That's what we say. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so Gene then come. See this is what this is where this story started to get a little bit confusing, me, really, because Gene then uh, comes up with this marvellous idea that Freddie should confront Mr. Hawthorne with what he's been, well, with how he made Freddie feel. So the next day, him, uh, Freddie, Jean, Harvey and Bobby, have come, come along for the ride, Just I think Bobby wanted a day out. But uh, yeah, they, go down to, they go down to Freddie's school and uh, Freddie confronts Mr. Hawthorne and basically says, look, you made me feel absolutely rubbish in class. You're a teacher. This is not how you should make kids feel. And then kind of gets applause for everybody who's sort of waiting in the car with popcorn and just watching everything that's going on. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Then, and then leaves. Now, this felt a bit odd. Did it feel odd to you that, that Jean's went with this idea of just confronting this tincture?
1: This entire this entire part of that episode just felt bizarre. It didn't fit. Something yeah. didn't click with this part of the episode, I don't think. Or the storyline in general. It all just felt a bit cheesy. Okay. I'm gonna go. it's it's like they were trying to do a bit of humor, but with a bit of like good lightheartedness involved. but also, oh, yeah, Freddie's sticking it to his teacher. It was all just a little bit. I mean, cheesy. Fair.
0: I mean, as we both said, we we both had teachers that gave us gave us aggro when we were when we were at school. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, both yeah. of us would like to have done this. but I just I don't know if you would. I don't know if you would kind of go there and just, and just kind of give this teacher hassle. Who looks, by the way, Mr Hawthorne looks as though he, he, he doesn't like his job very much, to be fair.
1: How he long ago like did Freddie leave, by the way? How long was ago 18, was it that he left 19. school? So, so wasn't couple years, couple,
0: yeah. a couple of years. couple years. Yeah, yeah I would
1: that. not have gone back to school.
0: No. A couple of years, a few years after I wouldn't go now. No. Um, no. But um, basically, Mr Hawthorne then uh, kind of pays a visit to the square. They he, he meets up with yeah. Freddie again. And it turns out that Mr Hawthorne um, does suspect that Freddie has ADHD. Now, this is quite interesting. Yeah. It kind of suits him. Um, it's an interesting kind of story, a pathway for Freddie to go. I think it kind of adds a new layer mm-hmm. to Freddie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Hawthorne says, "Right, okay. So just because of the way that I treated you, I feel bad about that. So I will 100% fully support you in trying to find out, get you a diagnosis, and all that kind of thing." So ADHD, exploring that. What do you What do you think? I think that's I think that's I think that's fairly interesting. I, I like the idea of that.
1: I'm very interested to see how they go with this ADHD. Um, I hope they're not going to do it all too stereotypical. I know a little bit about ADHD, but obviously I'm not an expert. Um, but I hope that they go into some of the more uncommon traits with it as well because obviously there is this naughty boy syndrome as they've mentioned but there is also a different side to ADHD so I hope that they can explore that a little bit as well like I think there is the naughty boy side but then some people mask it a lot better particularly women um Mm. I would have liked to have seen this with a female personally Mm. this storyline but I think it's giving Freddie somewhere to go now it's giving him a bit more depth like you've said so hopefully we can start seeing a bit more of him and I don't know about this teacher there who was picking on him only a few years ago. And now he's sitting in cath and going, "Oh, drop myself, salt." You get a diagnosis. Couldn't be oh. asked to do that, you know, two, three years ago. But oh, out now if you want. Well, it's
0: interesting. Bit <clears> odd, but, but hey ho. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that they've sort of kind of addressed the fact that the thing is though it made it sound like Freddie had been at school like twenty years ago when this kind of attitude was more mm. acceptable. You know, Mm. you you often get like, you know, kids in the class that they misbehave, um, they would just call it naughty boy syndrome or whatever and not really concentrate on what was actually wrong with the kid or Mm. how to help the kid, which sounds all right, like I say, for about 10, 20 years ago when we were at school or something, but like Freddie's still, Freddie's about 12, 15 years younger than us. And you would have thought, and it's not like ADHD is a new thing particularly. No. It definitely would have been a thing when Freddie was at school. So it kind of just suggests that, that Mr Hawthorne was a really rubbish teacher and still is not really Well,
1: and teacher. what about all his other teachers, to be fair? Not just yeah. Mr Hawthorne, he's just the one who used to, I mean, no one helped him get this diagnosis when he clearly needed it. But then mm. again, you know, teachers do have a lot on these days. They're all under pressure, maybe. Like I said, that's why it does not make sense that he's like, "Oh, you're not my pupil anymore." Do you want me to you get a diagnosis
0: mm. in my spare time? that I don't have a lot of. But... <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's I I do think it's an interesting pathway for Freddie though because it's mm. it, it kind of it kind of because he's he is a kind of kind of quite a zingy character and sort of kind of jumping around all over the place. And you can imagine the way that it's all been betrayed that Freddie would have had quite a lot of trouble at school. So mm-hmm. I'm I am and I am intrigued now for them to sort of really explore ADHD and sort of see how you deal with that in later life and how you deal with that yeah. as a fresh diagnosis um it mm-hmm. is interesting and i like that you, you you are right it would have been it would have been kind of interesting with a woman uh with a female perspective having that i had a look online and apparently i didn't know this adhd is three times more common in men in, in men than it is in women which you know ratio yeah. wise it can make sense that you'd give it you'd give it to a bloke but it, yeah it's I, I thought i was interesting see
1: i think that's because uh, women tend to mask ADHD more, so there's probably mm. more women that go undiagnosed. So that statistic, like I say, I'm no expert, but that statistic might not be completely accurate if you don't take on board all the women who are not diagnosed as well. Yeah. But hey, either way, they're bringing awareness, so it can yeah. all be a good thing,
0: can't it? Nothing wrong with that. Someone at yeah. uni, right, once told me <laughs> that, uh, well, I think it was I think it was a lecturer or kind of like a teaching assistant or something at uni, she turned around to me and, and asked me whether I'd ever kind of tested for ADHD I was kind of like I haven't got no don't be ridiculous of course I haven't and then I went back home really kind of like stoic about the fact I haven't got ADHD don't be ridiculous started taking an online test and got distracted halfway through and never completed it <laughs>
1: Well, so, there you go. There every you possibility.
0: Go. Every possibility that I might have. But it, you know, that's that, that would be trivializing it. Um, and I well, I
1: certainly think I have traits of it. I'm discovering
0: Well it's just, so. the, the interesting thing is there that a lot of people say this. It's a bit it's similar to kind of O C D where people turn around and say, Oh I'll... OCDL, it's like clean yeah. everywhere, and it's kind of it completely and utterly trivializes people who actually, that actually that actually have it, doesn't it? So I wonder if that if that's going to kind of be addressed, but it's interesting. It's a it's a nice. It, is, it does
1: seem to be a lot more people are realizing that they have traits these days, but maybe there's a mm. reason for that. Who knows? But yeah, it's good that they're going to explore it either way, isn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, also, I want to say that I liked the um, the scenes between Jean and Freddie as well. I thought that was quite nice. Because yeah. I think Jean sort of sees a kindred spirit in in Freddie. Somebody who can't kind... You can imagine Jean would have had difficulty at school. And uh, yeah. so that's my smoke alarm going off. I wondered what that cooking. was. Yeah, mum's cooking again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great nurse. Great nurse, that's all I can say. Um, yeah, Jean is... Uh, somebody who you can totally imagine would instantly connect with somebody like Freddie who has sort of tried to keep all that hidden about himself and mm-hmm. very Jean's always been kind of quite, quite spiritual when it comes to everything that goes on in the brain and the mind and everything. So it's her saying things like you're you're your own beautiful firework is so on so on point for Jean. It's 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 not even true. Um yeah on yeah, brand so that's the phrase looking for. thank you Ray. that's why you're here yeah um so yeah marvelous that's that was that um let us know what you think in the comment section below about uh this storyline and, and uh see what you think yes
1: i would like to add a little Please something do. i have a little theory do. when mr hawthorne was at the slater's house yes did anybody else pick up on when stacy walked in and he met her and then gene walked in and said oh you've met my daughter Um, Uh, You were a bit like, oh, yes, and the pleasure was mine. And I thought, hmm, is this where the, spoiler alert, is this where the OnlyFans thing's going to start kicking in? Well, it's... I did wonder, is it somehow going to be related that he's going to be asking for pictures? I don't know. I just got a little hint of something there, and maybe that's why he's been introduced as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this 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 isn't supposed to be any shame on the actor who's playing Mr. Hall form whatsoever, but I did get the impression that they kind of made him quite dishevelled and sort of... Uh, somebody. Yeah. Mr. Hawthorne looked to me like somebody who was down on his luck. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of single or, you know, he's got... Yeah, that's the... the, Yeah, yeah, that would link, actually. Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm -hmm. Time Mm -hmm. will tell. We shall see. Right then, ladies and gents, let's move on to the next story. Uh, Okay, two tiny storylines now. First of all, we'll uh, discuss Ben and Callum, and uh, Ben doing his uh ben's doing his boxing is uh the guy called troy who he met at the uh the boxing event uh he's remained in contact with and has said that he wants to kind of continue boxing now there does seem to be something going on with ben at the moment as there so often is uh but he is there's, there's something else going on with it at the minute he seems really kind of it feels like he's very much kind of putting a lot in a lot of emotional investments into this boxing I don't know whether that is to do with Lola or to do with something else that's going on, because he's sort of messing around with his um, his eating a little bit. I think some people have noticed, you know, he he started having that fry up and then immediately gave it to Callum when Troy said, you don't want to be doing too much of that. So, I mean, have you got any theories as to what might be going on with Ben at the moment and what might be going on inside his little head?
1: To be honest, the only theory I've got is what you've really mentioned about Lola, and it's going to be his emotional outlet somehow is going to be this boxing and he's going to take it too far and he's going to get really Mm. injured but I did see somebody online actually say that maybe they could just show this in a positive light but it does seem like they're trying to show this as a negative path for him to be going down the Rather the than a positive, because, you know, yeah, boxing could be a positive thing for somebody to get fit and it could be a positive outlet. But they do seem yeah. to be dressing this up like it's leading to something negative that is doing this. And I know what you mean. He's doing yeah. it for it's... the wrong reasons, maybe. Yeah,
0: it's it's kind of like, oh, there's clearly, he, the, the Ben's boxing, there clearly must be something wrong with him. And to be fair, yeah. you're right. Yeah. I mean, you know, to say that... um you know, it's a good outlet. Nobody in Eastenders normally needs more emotional outlets than Ben because Ben has got so many, yeah. so many pent up issues <laughs> over his life. Their like boxing, in, in a lot of ways, would be the perfect outlet for him. But the thing is, it, there was a, there was an interesting little moment with um, Ben this week when he, him and Troy were in the ring and Phil was in the background and he was just you could just see Phil sort of proudly smiling at him. Yeah, it's almost as if this that was confirmation to Ben that he was doing the right thing. You know, which mm-hmm. is you know, it's that's Phil all over, isn't it? Like it, that is his yeah. dream to see Ben in a boxing ring knocking two bells of out of somebody. You know, that's that's Phil's idea of heaven.
1: yeah. And which again so- could yeah, it could just be showing that Ben's doing it for the wrong reasons. Then you know yeah. that little scene of Phil looking on proudly. Maybe that's the other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
0: kind of thought that he moved on a little bit from trying to constantly trying to please Phil. But obviously that, that mm. is always going to be there because, you know, I, I even if it's unspoken, I think there's so many issues with Ben and Phil's relationship that it's always, there's always going to be something that they can bring up during an argument. And this might be one of these that, you know, Phil's pride in seeing his son in a boxing ring has kind of pushed him there. But the thing is, Ben looked, at, looked quite happy to be there. But he's clearly hiding something because he's he, he does this. He doesn't talk to Callum. And then, you know, Callum kind of looks all confused as to why Ben's kind of gone off and clearly has something yeah. wrong with him. Because of all things, Ben isn't great at hiding when there's something wrong with him. He just won't say what it is. is. So um, we'll see what's going on there. Um, I have a feeling it's going to kind of become bigger over the next couple of weeks. But this guy, Troy, he seems to be putting quite a bit of pressure on Ben as well. Like sort of um, yeah. telling him what he should be eating and saying, well, if you're serious about this and, and just trying to be this... Kind of mean little Hitler coach, which I, don't, I I don't know. I don't know if it's great for Ben, but we'll have to wait and see.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, if you are getting into boxing seriously, I would have thought that you do need to. You know, there are certain diets that you have to follow. But yeah, a bit harsh. Like he's only just wanting to start. Like, let him have his chips, beans, and sausage if he wants him.
0: Kathy puts. I
1: in only just started.
0: Front yeah, food, you eat it. You know, Kathy's yeah. the best. Yeah. The best cook of a of a full English in the hunt in the entire square. So uh, you won't be refusing yeah. that. Um, no. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Um, the other small story uh, that we're going to quickly discuss was Sonia and Reese. Now, um, we discovered last... Uh, was it last week or the week before that Reese has got a wife. Now, there's a little bit of questioning as to how exactly this is all going to play out. I feel uh, that... And there seems to be quite a lot of agreement about this online that there is something kind of wrong. Maybe it, this wife might be ill and cause yeah. the the because he made a phone call didn't he and it made it sound like he wanted to speak to her so that he, she wasn't immediately available so is she in a home or in a yeah. hospital or something like that what do you reckon
1: yeah i think alex uh, mentioned it on walford weekly actually and he said that he thought um he had an ill <laughs> mm-hmm. he had an ill life um it sounds like maybe she's in a hospice i don't know but even yeah. i mean she must be local then if reese is now living in walford well, and still going if... to see her weekly
0: yeah, I mean, it kind of explains why he'd be not massively keen on the idea of leaving the country for any kind of long yeah. periods of time. Because obviously, Sonya has got it into her head now, she's really excited about the idea of them going to Thailand to see Bex. Um, yes. And Rhys is kind of throwing any delay that he can at this. At this oh, I need to get my passport done. Oh well, you know what passport offices are like. This could take months and months. And Sonia's like. Well, actually, because Sonia's Sonia, I've got a way of getting this sorted. We'll go straight to the passport office and I'll kick off, because Sonia, if you can imagine. If Sonia turns up at your front desk and you were in charge of doing something, Sonia strolls in with that look on her face that she's about to kick off and give you hell. he be like, yep, there you go. There's your new passport. I'll break all the exactly. play. I don't care. There you go. That's for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where that goes. I, I don't think, I think it is going to be, it's, whatever it is, it's going to be something that I think puts Reese in quite a positive light. Because he, he isn't the sort of person to kind of have a wife and then have a bit of side on a bit on the side no. at the same time, is he? So, I've
1: got I I saw this coming by the way, a couple weeks ago. I'm not gonna lie. I mm-hmm, I had a feeling that he had a wife. With um wow. I think it when all the Rocky stuff started, then I was like, yeah, he's definitely got a wife. I would uh, just tell
0: yes. You. So yes. yeah. Um I mean it's interesting. I like Reese. I do like Reese. He's got he's got something yeah. quite different about him and he's he's, yeah. he's an interesting character and I think he's played really well. Um I think it's going to be fun to sort of... And it's so nice for Sonia to have something to do as well because Sonia has been sort of not had a lot to do really, like kind of been a part of other people's stories but never really had her her own relationship really to kind of focus on. So I I really Mm. like this as a sort of new direction for Sonia. So that's quite interesting. And Reese is a great character. So, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Um, But we'll have to wait. Did you like how... Go on. Sorry, go on.
1: August say, did you like how uh, Bailey and Bernadette were conveniently placed, having their uh, competition signing?
0: (laughs) The the first, yeah, I mean, the first time that we've seen Bailey since August, can I just say, this week. I don't know where she's been. August! August. She's not been seen since then. Apparently she was um, in the Christmas... You know when they were all around the Christmas tree and Rag and Bone Man showed up and he was was singing? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Apparently Apparently she was in that episode because she was in the credits. I don't remember seeing her. But... Yeah, Other than that, okay. she hasn't been in it since August, which is mad for a character to not be in it that long. Now, she's a kid, so presumably, you know, school and tutoring and all that yeah. kind of thing. You know, kids have breaks. Tommy's had quite a long break recently. I've not seen Tommy mm. for a while. Um, but it's sort of, it does kind of make you wonder. But the thing is, Bailey is now the Greta Thunberg of Walford. You know, like, started like doing all of these kind of plane petitions and say and trying to actively make Sonia feel guilty about going on a long-haul flight. Do you not care about global warming? Do you know what this is going to do to the planet, Sonia's? I can't believe Sonia actually turned around and was just like, hmm, she might have a point. Is there another way that we could get to Thailand? It that ridiculous. You can do walk, swim. How are you going to get to Thailand other than a plane? Oh, no. To say? She said, oh, no, let's compromise
1: a her in Europe and all. We'll- the yeah. Eurostar,
0: star didn't share her she yeah, so all right really yeah. yeah, so it's alright for Bex travel really. Yeah, so it's alright for Bex travel on flights to Europe. But that but as long as Sonya doesn't feel guilty yeah. about her getting on the plane, then everything's yeah. absolutely fine. Oh. But um but Reese was kind of trying, trying to take advantage of that because apparently he now knows Sonya so well that he all he he knows that all he needs to do is to put her in front of some precocious child who's moaning about global warming and Sonia will feel guilty. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, apparently. Yeah, well, he knows her
0: well. Apparently that works. There you go. That's our, that's how Bailey... So there we are. Uh, so those are the small stories and we will now move on to the Denise and Ravi story. Okay, so the first of one of two big stories this week, we'll start off with Ravi, Denise, Chelsea and Nugget and their big story. Now, Ravi starts the week off, where he's still kind of quite cocky about what's going on. He's been taunting Denise and you're kind of taunting the fact that he's with Chelsea and Denise is hating it because she knows that she can't really do anything about it. Um, and then, um, after he, Bear in mind that at the start of the week, uh, Ravi is taking a call from this mysterious guy that we don't really still know all that much about. You know, this guy that he's been doing jobs for, apparently. And uh, one of the jobs that he agrees to do, we learn later on in the week, is stolen laptops. Bear that in mind, to put a pin in that. Um, so Chelsea uh, has arranged a date with Ravi. OK, and, uh, well, and Ravi, wants to take, Ravi wants to take Chelsea out. Uh, and Chelsea's kind of like, well, I haven't got a babysitter for Jordan. So, somehow, they both end up deciding that the best person to leave this child with is Nugget. <laughs> 14-year-old Nugget, who would much rather go to a party on the opposite side of the square. I mean, I, mean, I can yeah, understand... Yeah, yeah well... For, for to Nugget, Nugget for Nugget, yeah. I mean, I can understand Ravi's side of this. You know, Ravi just wants to get his leg over. He's not that bothered about, about Chelsea's child. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, Chelsea leaving Nugget with Ravi, uh, with Nugget. Leaving Jordan with nugget, I should say. Um, yes, leaving Jordan I with mean, nugget. You weren't for, you weren't too convinced about this, were you?
1: I was sat there appalled. I'm not going to lie. As a um, young mother. I, oh thank you. I'm a young mother. <laughs> I'm young not young that mother. young, but I have yeah. a young infant. <laughs>
0: uh, babies do tend to be young. I think it's bothered. Well, to, yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, she's won this Sunday. I'll have you know, Rob. Okay, no. on Easter Sunday tomorrow. Well over a year since
0: she messaged. Well over a year Don't. since you messaged me and said that I'm pregnant, Rob. And I had a nervous breakdown because I just I was like, well, it, it was right. well over a year, Rob. That was like I nearly know. two years ago. I was like, oh, that's out there. <laughs> that's all the
1: nights out. Been, been, been a year done. since I had
0: her. It. Never, I'm never getting drunk with Rhea ever again. But go on, you were no. saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, as somebody who has a younger baby, yes. I would not dream. Right, I know Jordan's <laughs> a few months older than my daughter. I would not dream of leaving a 14-year-old in charge of a baby, let alone a 14-year-old who doesn't know how to change a nappy and needs to look it up on YouTube, apparently, and also who's then got to put the poor little baby to bed. So you're going to leave a 14-year-old to do your baby's bedtime. Now, for me, bedtime's a very important time for my daughter. I would not dream of letting her have her bedtime done by somebody that she's never even met before. So, okay, none of this made sense to me. Not one part of
0: this made sense to me. Baby's uh, baby's bedtimes are important for the baby, but as well for the parents as well, because they know that the kids are sleeping, then they can just drink copious amounts of wine. That's how it normally works, isn't it, Ray? There you go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but the nugget doesn't isn't doesn't isn't really that bothered about the fact that he's doing a little thing like babysitting because he wants to go to his party. Now yeah. I did think what was going to happen here was that nugget was just going to say, right, party's over here, guys. Much nicer house. That's that's just all gone crazy in this house. That isn't what nugget did. Oh I mean, yeah,
1: that, that would have made, so made, so made so much more sense no, actually, I, wouldn't I, it?
0: I, <laughs> to, well, I've got to be honest. I prefer I preferred what we had, what we got instead because Nugget yeah. using his initiative marvelously. I thought uh, stuck a papoose on himself with Jordan inside and went across to the party. I mean,
1: fair play to him for knowing how to yeah. use that, by the way. They're not that simple. Yeah, they're not easy. They're not easy no. at
0: all, are they? I mean, I love that sight of Nugget just sort of wandering into this pipe with Jordan, still asleep, strapped to him. Jordan was fast asleep. So Jordan was, Jordan the great night.
1: Jordan that actually, asleep. that that upset me that I'm not even joking. Seeing that yeah. that baby were asleep. I can't believe that he took the baby asleep. out when it's no, 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 not being bitter or
0: anything. No, 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 my baby doesn't sleep. I can't cope with seeing other babies asleep. How does he do it?
1: No, it upset me that he took this baby out when it was. It's not nap time. It's it's bedtime. Bedtime. <laughs> it
0: just work, Yeah. Rob,
1: I'm being I, serious. I know, it really Lugget's upset 14.
0: me. Nugget's fourteen and didn't. And couldn't well,
1: I don't blame me. Nugget. I don't no. blame Nugget.
0: I blame well, their parents. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing, there, isn't it? Because talking of Ravi and Chelsea, they go off on this date unaware that Nugget has kidnapped Jordan and taken taken into a house party, that they shouldn't have been having in the first place. We'll come on to that in a minute. Um, because Ravi and Chelsea are, are kind of trying to talk about their relationship, and I think Chelsea is trying to get more information out of Ravi than she or, than she knows already. Because Ravi, I think, has been quite secretive, uh, and you know, isn't really revealing too much about himself. Um and he isn't really that keen on coming forward uh when they're when they're on their date. Um but then Chelsea gets a phone call from uh from Jack because the party has been discovered, and we'll discuss the, the party and the aftermath in uh, the next story. Um but I think it's fair to say that Chelsea is really starting to fall for Ravi at the moment. Like she is really sort of falling under his spell. Now what's interesting here is the fact that yes, we kind of figured that Chelsea would is, is kind of mad into Ravi because frankly those arms I don't blame her. <laughs> but what's interesting is the fact that um I started to suspect this week that Ravi is now starting to have feelings for Chelsea because yeah. he yeah, because obviously at first he was just using Chelsea to get to Denise and to mm-hmm. try and blackmail some information about the case that Jack was working on out of her. But the events of this week with Nuggets. Um, led Ravi to have a bit of a breakdown because once the party is discovered and Chelsea and um, Ravi return home to find Denise sort of guarding Nugget, I quite like the little wink that Nugget gave Denise and the look of horror. In oh, yeah. That. that was funny. I quite like
1: that. That was good. And, that was really in character for yeah, him, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then the next day, Ravi and Nugget are having this blazing row um, to the point where Ravi goes to hit Nugget. And not just hit. You know, we've seen characters sort of go to hit somebody in the past. It's normally like, you know, a slap is about to happen. But no, Ravi had Nugget pinned up against the wall and was about to punch his head through the wall. Mm -hmm. So quite violent, quite angry. Absolutely terrified Nugget, who ran across to uh, Suki and Nish's. Now, I want to say, star of the week for me uh, was Nugget. I thought, I really, really liked Nugget I thought it was some really interesting backstory reveal for Nugget this week. And why Mm. I've kind of been... You know, you know. When, you know. Sometimes when you get a feeling about a character, and I've had this food nugget for a while, where I just kind of think, yeah, there's a lot of potential in you. I like your character. It, it's has got a lot kind of going on with him. He, he is an immature little kid, and so, you know, and he is a little a little git to say the least. But he's, I find him to be a realistic kid of someone his age. Fair, you know, I, I, I like, agree. I like him.
1: Yeah, he reminds me of one of my little annoying cousins from when I was younger. Uh, very, yeah, I think his character is very yes. fitting yeah And I also um, think that is really
0: good. I I've
1: always I've always been a fan of Nugget. I must be honest. His name were a bit daft at first, but now
0: you don't even think about it. Do you? It's like no, Nugget. It's Nugget. Nugget. When they say Nugget. when they say his real name for a minute, I might. Like, yeah, Davinda. Davinda who? Who's um, Davinda? And then the real, I don't realise who they're talking about. um But yeah, no, we're big Nugget fans of this podcast. If you don't like that, sign off because this is a mm-hmm. Nugget stan account, quite frankly. Um, Although I didn't quite understand it when uh, Nugget turned around to Chelsea and said paprika. Did you have any any understanding what that meant? Yeah, because
1: she she was talking about Spice Girls and he was showing that he didn't know anything about Spice Girls. I think that's what he was trying to say. I thought he was
0: using... yeah. I thought he was using a young, trendy word (laughs) at (laughs) her.
1: You're not like, uh, Rob. Rob, you're like, not that old. I know I, you're older than me, but you're I not know. that old.
0: I know. This, I, I, this is the thing with kids, and having this many kids on Square at the minute. Now and again, they will come out with a convers. Well, they'll be having a conversation, and the scene will finish, and I will think, I have no idea what on earth they, any of them just. Say.
1: Did you understand what he meant when he said "bear pee at one
0: point in there? Money, money costs a lot of money. A lot. I got that. A lot of Pennies. money. Pennies. Yes. Yes. Bear I got, pee. I got that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 17. You're not too bad then. I did understand that. Yeah, I'm I'm down with the kids. I've got that.
1: Um, Well, Rob, I think I might know more than you. So if there's ever any phrases you don't know, let me know and I'll see if I can answer them for you. I'll try and translate. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm the cool one. Cool young one. You being 16 and all. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So... um, yeah, so Ravi kind of scares himself, I think, this week as well. When he kind of br- when he when he realizes that he's terrified, Nugget, and was about and was about to kind of get really violent because he's sort of getting memories of what Ramveer was like with him. No more helps when uh, Nish kind of strolls across and went, "If you lay one finger on my grandson, of Nish of all people, you lay one finger on my grandson, and you'll have me to deal with, and you'll know what it's like to have me as a father." So, you know, it's threatening men everywhere in the Panasar family. It's no wonder this was is like that. was that not an ironic threat? Oh yeah, completely. By the way
1: completely like because, do, how you, did nish not how did nish not see how ironic that was oh well, i'm gonna threaten my thing. son for threatening his son because you don't threaten your son so i'm gonna threaten my son
0: yeah i like you know i like the fact that nish is kind of level you know where where it becomes unacceptable is like we don't threaten kids in the palisar family as so, though you know everything. Oh, single...
1: sorry when so you're an every... adult
0: Oh yeah, when you're an athlete, and I'll and I will put my wife. I'll have my wife in a coercively controlling relationship. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. But scary nugget, you're bang out of order, mate. And if you do it again, I'm I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna suffer from my account. So yeah, I mean that's just niche all over there, isn't it? Sort of the Arab obviously
1: niche. his line is if they're under sixteen, then no,
0: yeah. you don't. Yeah, once that's you, hit, it. you know, no. once you hit the age of eighteen, all yeah, all, yeah. all all fair. Um, yeah. So I thought it was. I thought it was quite interesting, though, that Ravi is now, I think, starting to really get feelings for Chelsea because Chelsea was there for him all weeks, defending him, sticking by him, helping out with Nugget and really sort of being an outlet for Ravi's kind of frustrations and anger at himself. I think we we saw the most real side we've seen of Ravi so far this week because he was sort of revealing what his childhood had been like and how the the thing that scares him most of all, I think, is putting Nugget where he has been. And that's exactly what he was doing this week by scaring him, and threatening to punch him and all that kind of thing. So... Yeah, well, it, I um,
1: I thought Chelsea showed quite a lot of similarities to Denise. You know, how she cared for him and how she was that shoulder for him. And, you know, she mm. said, you're going to hold your head up high. I thought these are all things that Denise would be saying if she was with Ravi in this situation.
0: Probably so right, I can yeah.
1: kind of see that maybe, she, maybe he likes that quality in Chelsea as well, because obviously he's still keen on Denise. So, yeah, I wondered if that's maybe where it's going to head that he likes all those kind of qualities to Chelsea, but it definitely seems like he's starting to like her. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing, this basically all kind of leads to once all the stuff with, uh, the car crash, which we, we should be discussing very shortly. Trust me. Um, Kim has basically come across these text messages that uh, Ravi was sending uh, to Denise, like threatening her, and saying, "Well, you're the cheeks." Denise had a massive go at Ravi um, in front of Chelsea, and it really annoyed Ravi. Uh, so he sent her a load of abuse over text message, which Kim has now seen. So Kim now knows what was what's been going on with Ravi, um, and Kim is basically saying, "Right, well, I will keep this quiet. The fact that you basically cheated on your husband—that's fine, Denise. You know, I'll keep that quiet. But this needs to end now, or this needs to go away." So Denise. Because Ravi has given uh, Nugget a laptop, which he's been—he was whining about for all week. He gave uh, uh, Nugget one of these laptops that he's stolen, uh, and he rings the police. And the police call him Callum arrives with his hut. With I'm DC Highway. Hello. Uh, so <laughs> I'll talk about Callum and his and his. And his, no and his badge. Oh, oh. Callum was just loving life this week, wasn't he? Twice we were told this week. This is I'm DC Highway. Can I help? Yeah. Hello, DC Highways arrived. Um. Any, any opportunity. Can I Can get the drinks? Yeah, I'm DC Highway. I'll get these drinks. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, Ravi is arrested and kind of taken away, uh, released on bail. Uh, and so Denise is, try- Denise is basically desperately trying to get rid of him. But the problem that she's got is the fact that Chelsea is sticking by him 100%. So we're very much nowhere near to the conclusion of the story yet. But I think the addition of Kim knowing about it, is a, maybe an interesting element. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, Denise has shot herself in the foot long before any of this died, though, hasn't she? And yeah. this is basically now all her own fault, because if she just sort of... I'm not saying been honest from the start, but I think she could have been a bit more honest with Chelsea. Not necessarily with Jack, but if she'd been more honest with Chelsea, because Chelsea has a history very of very bad taste in men. You know, even if you yes. look back to Grey, but even before then, you know, yeah, she's definitely. got an appalling taste in men. So this is no surprise to anybody, apart from Chelsea, that Ravi is another bad one. So, she should have just told Chelsea from the off that that yeah. woman in the salon
1: was actually her and then Chelsea yeah. would have been like, fair, or I'm not going list. anywhere near him.
0: Yeah, or at the very least say, uh, no, listen, uh, Jack's investigating Ravi. Yeah, so you need to oh say,
1: yeah, like, that was you your know, big one wasn't it?
0: Because <laughs> she told Ravi so why couldn't I know, she tell Chelsea? I know, you know it's, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit mad really. Final story of the week now and I mean, it's, it goes to show, I have been sort of slightly rolling my eyes at Kim the Influencer for as long as it's been going on, because this is the longest-running Kim B-plot I think we've ever had. It's been going on for quite a while now, Kim just being the Influencer. But apparently, it was all even somewhere, because Kim has won Influencer of the Moment. Now, being influencer of the absolutely, I mean, we're we're nearly there. I should think. You know, I, I don't think it's long until we get a uh, a trophy and a great big yellow car. Um, I mean, the influencer of the moment, you get like, the things you get for it. I mean, never mind the trophy that she's sticking on a mantelpiece; that she's got a massive, lovely new yellow car to drive around. I want to be influencer at the moment. I think that would I could do with a big old yellow car for my drive. You don't
1: get you don't get any booze there. Definitely no booze no, involved. You just get
0: organic green tea, which I don't think is I meant to have to think about the, the influence of life. Well, just maybe just green tea maybe. nonstop. Yeah. Not for me. Um but yeah, so Kim is going to this award ceremony and she's she, she's dragging Howie there. She asked Denzel. Denzel obviously was sorting out his uh his party. Now, did you ever throw a uh, a secret party when uh, when your parents weren't there as a kid? I never did this. No, no, never, 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 mum, never, Um, all the
1: time, all the time. But I wasn't, yeah, but I went. Yeah, but I weren't stupid. They were being way too bait about it. Like, I used to have it in the attic or something, at least. And, Uh, you know, I'd, like, make sure I knew what time they were coming back exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't have put disco lights on so that, you know, the entire of the nosy lot of Albert Square (laughs) would know that I was having a party. Yeah. But, yeah,
0: yeah, kids. Yeah, mate, all the time. up everywhere.
1: All, mate, all the time. Wow. And at my friends' houses as well. But, yeah.
0: That's no, alright no, It's my right teammates house do they're doing it. But I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it at my own because I
1: Yeah, I did it I did it a fair get few broke. times. Get
0: broke. Anyway, so um Kim has won the award, by the way. So she wins this great was it was it a Beetle? It was a nice yellow Beetle. It was a nice car to be fair. Um and she's won this. Um she won this car. Uh, and she's wanting Denise to take a selfie of her Now her phone's run out of battery. So uh she swaps phones with Denise to take this selfie which is how Denise uh, which is how Kim ends up with the, with Denise's phone. Um so when Howie storms into the house discovers that this party is taking place and throws everybody out including Denzel because he's fuming that Denzel has kind of uh, kind of let him down like this. Um the only person that got a uh, a good thing out of this party was Ricky who had uh, actually managed to <laughs> change a nappy. He was very pleased with about that.
1: Yeah that was hilarious. hilarious. I've just i just
0: number. I think the nation applauded. I think we were all kind of quite keen on Ricky, yeah. like learning dad stuff. I was quite pleased yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, Denzel's been chucked out. Kim feels a bit bad for him because, as she says to Denzel, "Well, I woke up in a skip once, so you know you've got no I, nothing on me." You know, I, I forgive you. That's absolutely fine. She
1: uh, she also said to Howard, "Well, if you had any mates when you were 14, <laughs> which were a bit yeah. harsh, but bit all ash. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> I've, I've woken up in a skip. To be fair, I, I have woken up in a skip before. Well, it, it, doesn't surprise don't me, Rob. We
1: went to uni together. I'm not surprised by it was any. Probably after a night uni. You? You, might you, have been, may well being
0: yeah. I mean, and let me tell you, you don't wake up proud of yourself. Um, so <laughs> she, she, um, she takes, she decides to uh, kind of cheer Denzel up and takes him for a ride in this new car. Now. So Ravi, after they've had this argument with Denise that we we discussed, is sending Denise all this abuse, uh, sending Denise's phone, who he thinks is Denise, all this abuse. Kim has Denise's phone in her hand while she is driving. Kind of distracted by the fact that Ravi is sending messages like, you're the cheat, and you know basically revealing everything that's gone on in the storyline up to that point to Kim. Uh, and then this poor bloke gets off a bus... Never seen this bike before. He gets off a bus and it just goes to show you can take one foot in Albert Square and you nearly get hit by a car. It's a disaster zone, that square.
1: Um, especially in that particular area as well. Yeah,
0: I think that's quite close to where Danielle yeah. got run over as well. Yeah. People, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's it's not a great area. Um mm-hmm. They need a zebra crossing. That's what they need. They need something. They need traffic lights or, so, or some sort of, mm. you know, maybe a lollipop man. That might be, that'd be nice. Just something to help the residents of Albert Square stop getting run over because it seems to happen a lot yeah. down, the, down that area. Um, so she's distracted when she's reading these messages and sort of, and then realize, and then Denzel's like, come and they have to veer around this pedestrian and drive straight into the argy-bargy. Now, first of all, Ray, little quiz question mm-hmm. for you here. What do all, what, which uh, location has all of these things in common? Okay. Roof collapse, failed mm-hmm. terrorist attack, actual mm-hmm. gas explosion, body found mm-hmm. under floorboards, and mm-hmm. car driven through it. Can you, can you, do you have any idea? There's one building that all of those things have in common. It's not the Queen Vic, is it? It's not the Queen Vic. You would think it would be... Is it the Archie Bargy? Is it the Argy Bargy? I don't know what the Argy Bargy <laughs> has done to the writers of EastEnders, but they are determined to wreck it. It's had more of a tragic life than Ronnie Mitchell. It makes her life look like a Disney movie. Honestly, it's gone through so much abuse and like explosions and everything, the poor thing. You know, and all the way back to when um, they were opening it to be the Argy Bargy and the roof collapse. and the It's just had no end of... There's no end of abuse to it, bless it. It's um,
1: obviously their the, set that they use for any that, yeah, incident they need to, to happen. To go, yeah, so that
0: yeah. they can just trash. Well, yeah. they, they do trash it. Now, the thing is, we're going to talk about the car crash itself, all right? The, the stunt itself looked all right. It wasn't, you know, the biggest, most spectacular car crash we've ever seen in EastEnders. But it kind of did its job, you know, didn't it? Kim just sort of veered into right, the yeah. However, what mm. I would question is whether the intensity of the stunt warranted the mass hysteria that we got the next episode especially from bernie i am kind of convinced that claire norris had a cup of coffee before she filmed that scene because she was on board <laughs> you know people screaming uh, and like sort of oh, to man. be fair
1: to be fair to to be fair to the actress the directors could have made a refilm that if they weren't happy with it <laughs> so she was obviously I mean, told the to go is, off I, like that, in fairness Well, yeah, you know.
0: absolutely. I just think that you know, I don't think it was it, the two didn't really suit. You know, because Kim was Kim, they did that classic Duff Duff where you know a car has had some sort of incident, so both <laughs> like the both driver and passenger are like like yeah. that for the Duff Duff. Kim's absolutely fine the next episode. She's got a bit of a cut on her head. Denzel gets yeah. rushed to hospital with like a ruptured spleen or something, and has to be in hospital overnight and is unconscious. Um. And everybody was just going absolutely mad, like trying to rip the doors open, screaming. Like when they stood in one particular bit of the set, a bit of talcum powder was chucked over them, <laughs> so, mm. so, like just to, to signify how uh, how unsteady the argument yeah. was, was after all these years of abuse. Thank Christ, Callum arrived with his with his with his ID card. Uh, DC Highway, how can I help you? I'm uh, DC Highway. Excuse I'm I'll deal with this. I'm DC Highway. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's.
1: Not only did he arrive with that, he arrived with some incredible door opening skills as well. Yes. Can we just say? How long were Mitch trying to get that door open for? Callum walks over DC Highway, opens the door.
0: Yeah. If only they didn't earn it it was that simple. It's the power of the card. It's the power of his ID card. It gives him power.
1: Well, maybe that's what Bernadette to try to instead of running run like
0: yeah, Give me that card. Thing. Ah, no, I inhale the power and then just kind of pull the door. Open. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Callum's one of those people that if you like, one of those people that would surprise you with an arm wrestle. I think you know, you kind of stroll to kind of go, oh, yeah, I'll arm wrestle you. Look at this lads, and then you get your arm broken. Mm. <laughs> so, Probably, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Denzel is rushed to hospital, and Howie obviously is all kind of worried and guilty because he chucked Denzel, and that could be the last time that they ever spoke. Was a massive argument, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. Uh, and Kim is sort of letting Howie believe most of the week that it was this pedestrian's fault that the car crashed. Um, because Howie's all up for chase, hunting down this guy and like sort of putting him in hospital as well because of, where, because of what's happened to Denzel, which I thought was slightly unreasonable because all this poor bloke did was get off a bus. Um, and then um, Howie, uh, Denzel comes around and Howie's sort kind of sat there ranting and raving. I'll get the bloke. And Denzel just comes out with the fact, oh, no, Kim was on her phone. I thought that was a bit, like, that felt odd to me, that Denzel would immediately just drop Kim in it like that, especially when Kim had, like, been trying to be kind to him while Harry was raving, ranting and raging about the the house party.
1: It makes you wonder, are they trying to imply that he'd heard stuff whilst he was still unconscious? Because hadn't Harry at some point been talking, oh, I'm going to go and get that guy, like you were just saying, and, you know, do all that. So then as soon as Denzel wakes up, it's, oh, it was Kim's fault. The yeah. thing I find most bizarre is that he remembered straight away. They could have at least yeah, left it a day I mean, before he remembered all the yeah.
0: details. I think it was just for the sake of the duff duff, wasn't it? And Well, yeah, the cliffhanger. yeah. But yeah, you're right. It should have been like, because he had just been unconscious for all, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. hours. So you would have thought he would have kind of woken up a bit groggy and wouldn't even have known yeah. his own name, never mind the fact that Kim was looking at it. He woke up and went, like, It was Kim! It was Kim! Kim's it was reading right right Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, So, Howie, obviously, is not too impressed by this uh, and breaks up with Kim. That seems to be their relationship over for now. Uh, And Kim is feeling all levels of guilty and has a nice little moment where she, uh, when Patrick rings her, Pops rings her and they have like a little Mm. kind of video chat. Now, interesting thing with Patrick here, last we heard from Patrick, he'd gone off to try and win back Yolandi. Now, there's no mention of Yolandi in this this conversation, but so where was Patrick is my question. (laughs) Because
1: well, yeah. It could well have been at Yolandi's, but he just didn't mention it. But it was just quite weird that he's been written out hmm. and then was in for a video call. So I don't know if yeah, I, d- I didn't really understand that either. It seemed a bit odd, didn't it? Mm, Is he yeah, going to be in for a few video
0: calls or? I don't know. I mean, I'm all up for him getting back with Yolandi because I love <sighs> Yolandi. Yolandi was quite yes. great. I love Yolandi I- as well. Her rivalry with Pat was... Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that thing. uh, Pat and Patrick had that little fling. Um, And Kim then kind of, you know, taking advice from Patrick and realising that she has no other option here, apparently. uh, She brings the police up and says, right, I need to tell you what really happened. And that's kind of where we leave Kim for the week. So Mm -hmm. it would suggest that uh, Howie and Kim are done and that Kim's about to kind of... I mean, I don't know how long you'd get, um, but kind of be get herself in trouble with the police now for not concentrating and reading her phone while she was driving. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what the repercussions are of that if she's admitting to it as well, which pretty dumb move. I mean, all right, yeah, if I do the right thing than that, but if you're admitting to it, then that is definitely not gonna bird well for her, is it? Mm.
0: I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I did enjoy all of this kind of thing. It was just the uh, it was just it was just the the mad reaction to the car crash as though a train had come off the viaduct, as opposed to Kim driving into the archibaldy <laughs> at ten miles per hour. <laughs> Just...
1: Well, yeah, I think it was all. It, I do think Bernie played a large part in that, but again, like I say, hey, some you know that got directed like that, and they decided I mean, to keep it
0: in. So it's not her fault. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I I, I sometimes wonder. You know, Bernie has so little to do these days. I think she must have read those scripts and going, right, I'm 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 stealing this scene. You can all sod off. This is my scene, I'm having this. And she went in on it. Maybe. You know, which play. Yeah. I mean at least we know that Bernie's gonna be good for a scene that actually warrants that <laughs> mm-hmm. actually warrants that very true and fear. Yeah. Um you know and they're ripping doors open all that kind of thing. Bernie's the girl to go to um, but there we go. That was uh, the the weekend enders this week. I thought it was a good week. I enjoyed it. It was a it was kind of a, a bit like that for the week. But mm. you know the the key character points I think hit the mark when they needed to. So uh, we'll kind of see where it goes from here. But some interesting developments I thought. Um, so sorry, if you were to give a gold star to anybody mm-hmm. in this week, who would receive Ree's gold star? Who was your favourite?
1: Benedict. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I... <laughs> no. no. Uh, it would be Ravi, because like I previously uh, okay. mentioned, I can't believe that at the start of the week I was thinking it was a horrible creep, and at the end of the week, I were on his side. I don't know how that happened. And okay, everyone, judge me if you think I shouldn't be on his side, which I know I shouldn't be, but I am. So clearly he's done something to win oh, me round. so he is my star. And I think he's doing a really good job, actually. I think he's very convincing in this role, so... Yeah, fair play
0: to him. I kind of quite like Ravi in this role. He was a bit—I think he was mm. sort of a little bit unsure as to where Ravi was going. I'm really yeah, definitely of something, something in that initial kind of plot with Ranveer and Kira. I think something in yeah. the yeah. scenes where they had to rewrite mm. it and stuff like that. So now we've now we've got this plot, which is you know it's fine. Stuff, stuff stuff like that happens. Um, I think Nugget was my star of the week. I've I, I really enjoyed Nugget this week I like the, the development of Nugget and it's yeah, yeah interesting w- way for, so Ravi and Nugget are the kind of father stars. and son father yeah. and son we like that so, Ree, as we know, this is your kind of first week on the podcast, and this is your first week sort of reporting for standards on the podcast. So what yes. you need to be doing, frankly, is paying really, really close attention to everything that happened. During the I know you've day. told me this
1: already. Yeah. I am trying to pay attention, you know. Well,
0: let's see how closely you were paying attention. I'm going to all ask right, you a question, all right? All right? And we'll okay. see how well... Uh, this is your podcast training, okay? Ree's podcast okay. training. So the question... See how close you were paying attention. Is okay. What was Nugget's tipple of choice when he entered the party? Easy rum. Oh, she was paying attention. I was paying now. attention. Thank yeah, yeah. you. Rum, oh, off your tongue, then as well. Then it all st- rum. Yeah, wrong. It was vodka. So, um, we'll see. It was rum, it was definitely rum. Wrong. Was I wrong. remember that. Wrong. Uh, So there we go then. That was this week's EastEnders and we shall close this delightful podcast off with some comments from our social pages. So we will finish the show with some comments from our Facebook page that you can find on Albert Square After Dark podcast on Facebook. Come and have a look. It is a fabulous community full of a lots of lovely people, hundreds of people all chatting about EastEnders. Uh, the first comment we're going to read is from uh, Kev Randall, who says, The scene in the Vic with Ravi and Chelsea talking on uh, Thursday. The song playing had the lyrics, bang, bang, you're dead. Is that a flash-forward link, or is that me reading too much into it? Do you know what, Kev? That's a very, very good point, because they do that sometimes, don't they? Do you know what the song was?
1: It was dirty Pretty Things, I think. Um, yeah. I know which song, yeah, and it is literally, bang, bang, you're dead. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if it, that wasn't the hint, actually. Very well spotted by Kev Randall there, eh, because... They yeah, do tend I mean, to do that, don't they? It's usually they related to something background.
0: Yeah, music. And, I mean, we've not really spoken to you about your theories about who might be on the. Uh, the what do you think? Who at the moment is like, can, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Uh, about two weeks ago, number one prime suspect was Nish, of course. Yeah. But now it's looking like Ravi, isn't it? But then mm. I, I think it'd be such a waste if they got rid of Ravi actually at Christmas. Um, honestly, I think they're just going to chuck quite a few. Uh, suspects suspects that is who it
0: could be. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean I think we're supposed to with it being so far away from Christmas at the minute, I yeah. think we're thinking exactly what we're supposed to be thinking at this point. Yeah, exactly. You know, obviously we have the new family coming in so it could be oh any... of course yeah, yeah yeah so you know it could be any of them we could have we could have colin salmon on the on the, on the floor the mm-hmm. on christmas day you never know um but it's interesting i think that's a very very good uh a very good point there uh okay well done uh there's one more comment uh that you can read out now re uh,
1: this one is from Stephen cabo Brode. my main issue with ben's boxing stuff is that it really seems to be portrayed as a negative thing Sparring safely in his dad's gym should be a really good way for him to release a lot of pent-up tension, especially regarding how he's dealing with Lola. But it's being treated as a really bad, evil thing for him to do. The alternative for him doing the sport in this episode was was for him to be just drinking by himself. I know which I think is more healthy.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, you said that basically in your... Yeah, you yeah. Facebook and copied it and used uh, it as your own...
1: I think I did actually see yeah. that. Yeah, exactly no, no, that. but I did. I was thinking it as Plagiarist. well, but I think I did see that. <laughs> well, Stephen Broday, it's... you make a very good point, she used... okay?
0: She used to do this all the time at uni. I know full well that most of Bree's essays are plagiarised off the internet. And... Mm. So me, if it's untrue, mm-hmm. I say. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure, mm-hmm. Rob, I've still got a degree. I don't want to lose it. <laughs>
0: You lose your degree. Oh, a few years later?
1: Well, let's not find out. All
0: right. No, let's not find out. It was all. It was all. She should have got higher marks. all my own thing. words. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There we are then. So, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, this is the start of Albert Square After Dark. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope we will be seeing you next week. If you would like to get in contact with us uh, for next week's episode, Ree, how can they do that?
1: You can find us on our Facebook page, Albert Square After Dark. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at E20AfterDark. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can listen to us on Apple and all your favourite podcast sites. Lastly, don't forget to email us at e 20 Podcast at gmail.com
0: beautifully red, Beautiful. Can't you tell you did a drama? Thank you. It wasn't red. I memorised no, it. All up here. No, absolutely. All up there. All up there. One episode in. There we are there. thank you once again for joining us. We'll be back same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me.
1: And it's goodbye from me.
0: See ya. Bye. Bye.